welcome to the Mr. Magpie Show. I am your host, Ben Russell. This week, I welcome island entrepreneur Luke Ignace. Luke is from the Bahamas with Haitian ancestry and is a quintessential larger-than-life character. He talks fondly of his Caribbean heritage, but also the stigmas he has observed and experienced both home and abroad. We get a hint of the unique perspectives and visions for change that stood him apart from his friends and family, which ultimately inspired him to seek opportunities for personal growth and creative freedom, as well as implement community-minded professional projects here on the island. We also explore more broadly the pitfalls that modern societies and cultures face when an open social dialogue for collaborating in new ways is buried beneath conventional ideologies, speculating that this can prevent people from imagining a brighter, inclusive future that in fact we all could have some agency in developing both on a collective level and a personal one too. Feel free to leave a comment and give us some feedback. Uh, We're always open to engaging with ways to improve the show for your viewing pleasure. Also, if you find these conversations useful, please show your support by donating a small amount on the Mr. Magpie Patreon page. Every little helps to ensure that time can be allocated as a matter of priority in developing a show for the benefit of all. Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. I was talking to the mic saying, okay, here we are, just taking a sip of the double-double. Well, that was more of a gulp. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my gosh, recording. I look like a pauper because you've got two Timothy Hortons cups and I've got... Okay. Do you have one cup at all? Ooh. Is this nothing inside it? H2O, hello, hello. H2O. Mm. Are you mocking me? Oh yes, of course, it's a little bit. <laughs> I spoke to my brother the other day, and like, it was the first time I spoke to him in like 10 years, and he didn't even, he was losing his Creole, you know, and he was born and raised, he spent time in Haiti, you know, but nobody in the culture is, is anywhere. Haiti's such a poor country that people don't like make it out of Haiti and then start lives inside Virginia, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Kind of So countries like the Bahamas have a lot of Haitians and like all the Caribbean around it, right? Because that's, that's where they can get to, because they, they leave Haiti on like ships or boats or on planes, right? A little, yeah. little bit of money, and they try to start a life somewhere else, right? Um, the case of my parents was like similar because they left Haiti to go to the Bahamas, you know, and for that purpose, you can't really, like I said, find Haitians out way up here in Canada, for example, who actually like, you know, want to, want to spend time with you or talk to you or else like that even, right? If you find one family, they're probably here because they're trying to get away from Haitians. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, if you meet oh, that's them, interesting. it's right. If you yeah. meet them, it's less than likely that you'd even be like trying to talk to them. Cause like I said, like Haiti is. There's no education, right? There's lots of, like, ignorance in Haiti. There's lots of, like, you know, poverty in Haiti, right? Right, okay. And people don't really have, like, that uh, heightened sense of, of well-being or character. Like, th- those things don't even matter because they're trying to worry about different stuff. So it's know? not escaping the culture. It's ex- escaping the current economic climate that na- that yeah. sort of doesn't allow them to flourish yeah. as an individual. Yeah. So, but that must be pretty difficult for somebody who recognizes that they they have to to move forward as a human being mm-hmm. they have to take uh, a step to uh, to look at different opportunities available to them but without realizing that there's a certain divorce of your your culture in that process mm. there's a d- divorce of like because when you're into in it every day yeah those that's are the security of the good feet you know that's what it gives you the sort of sustenance so yeah. i can imagine that being really tough yeah it is it for is someone you know? who, it dawns on them that this is a very different world 
You know, I never heard that term. I think you should say that more often. Or just like put it somewhere. Like, you know, like moving is like a divorce of your culture. And then you're coming into another culture. Like you're like marrying into this new culture. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because you get a citizenship and everything, you know? Yeah. And like, I was talking to a friend about this actually. I was talking about like, man, doesn't it make sense that when you move to these countries like Canada, like the moment you become permanent residents, how much help becomes available to you? It's like they're saying like, you mm. know, when you become loyal to us, when mm. you marry us, we'll, mm-hmm. you, you can reap the benefits, yeah. you know? So it's like, but before that, and it also shows, it shows like how animalistic we are still, you know? Like it's saying like, you're still associated with like this tribe of people. Yeah. You're still a Haitian, you're not a Canadian. But you should probably forget that now. But, <laughs> no, but you see what I'm saying though, right? You see, no, but for real, like if you think about why they see you have to wait until you become a permanent resident, like you can be in a country for five, six years, bro. And you can't put that on a piece of paper. I was here for five, six years. I deserve the benefits now. Or I've yeah. done this. I've done this here. Yeah. I deserve benefits. It's like, nah, like when you become a resident here, then you get these benefits. But that's know? the beautiful thing about how culture is catalyzed through an individual and then yeah. expressed. Because no matter what sort of system that you've been implanted to, to or to move to, yeah. they can have sort of expectations of how you assimilate, for example. Mm. But... But all the things that we hold dear in terms of storytelling come from things like music, mm-hmm. uh, food, cuisine. Mm-hmm. And that's how immigrants express themselves. They express yes. themselves in those those remits. So they don't lose it. It's there for, for, them, for themselves. And it's easily adopted by like the, 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 the traditional mm-hmm. system that they're coming into. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, it's, a meth- it's, a, it's a form of storytelling everyone understands. And, they can, and they, there's a harmonious and rhythmic... Mm-hmm. Uh, aspect to that that mm. you can tap into it's very human you know because yeah. if you make food for somebody right all these things you're, you're singing for somebody you're making music for somebody these are things that come from like very vulnerable places like or to eat somebody else's food that they give to you right like like talking more like animalistically it's like that's not something you just do right you kind of come to another culture and just like making you food and just give it to somebody it's like if you think about it right we're like two people you don't know me i don't know you i bring food yeah. for you to eat you know what i mean it's like most people in different cultures be like, you know, they, they tell you don't eat food from people you don't know. You know, yeah. like that's big inside Haiti, for example, right? And that comes from like a lot a lot of reasons, right? Both like Yeah, interesting. Yeah, both both like um because you know something could be done to the food, but obviously because like it's Haiti and like, you know, things are crazy over there and you just can't eat anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um food to me is so intimate you know like bringing food to the table like uh sharing music with somebody and singing. Like you're what if you're a bad singer? You're you're revealing parts of yourself that like are people can attack them you yeah, know what I mean? people, yeah. can, people can critique them and these are things that are like good to you i mean mm-hmm. these, these are things that are good these are things that are like close to you you know and you see them as good yeah, and if people true. attack them mm-hmm. then they like you feel you feel vulnerable you feel like man i expose such like this is my culture because they've never been attacked before exactly they yeah. wouldn't be attacked if you were home if you, you were, were home expressing yourself in the same way and and you're aware you're aware like you're in a different area you're aware like you know this could be a shared mindset you know what i mean like how's it gonna affect you now right, right. like I mean, I think the key thing here is as well that that maybe the the idea of being att- attacking that this 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 uh, this expression comes from a place that uh, there's an intent behind it to cause harm to me and my mm. belief or my way of thinking mm. when that's not the case at all. But we've already talked that this a it's a pure expression of that person's values through culture, mm-hmm. but it's not telling it's it not necessarily a dictate of that this is my way. So you incorporate it or listen to it and and take it into consideration as mm-hmm. being something that you have is somehow missing from your your your, your belief system. Mm-hmm. It's in its beautiful form and it's in its base form is just an expression, like it's an, an, an like artistry from you know from a perspective of someone like say Van Gogh, mm-hmm. who you know with the tumultuous mind, turbulent mind that he has had, mm-hmm. he 
he had a, a creative train of thought. It was an expressive train of thought, which mm. didn't come across as being typifying a particular gender, a political standpoint, mm-hmm. ideological standpoint. Those are the things that maybe be able to extract it for his work if you look at it as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a pure act of expression, mm-hmm. artistic expression. Of him. You know, of with, him. Of what was within him. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't trying I mean, to associate himself with, with anything or, or a person. I mean, other than that, like you said, what was normal to him was exposed to him, right? He painted, did he paint from his mind or was his painting actually like things guy, that he saw like or that's a good point. Well, if you look at a lot of the content of his work, it was, you know, objective criteria that anyone could relate to. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the def, the, the sunflowers, mm. the, the haystacks, those are the things that come to mind. So, But painted in such a way that you could see it through this lens of, of, ab- of abstraction that mm. you can't relate, that you can't, you, you get a shade of, mm. um, but a shade of his perspective. Mm-hmm. Because uh, of the way that he brought brings he he makes that form on the painting mm. with the the brushstrokes the colors and, mm-hmm. and and that side of things, you know what stuff that always like amazes me about though when I when I see Van Gogh I always think like different artists and stuff you know like I think he's somebody who trained himself in painting long enough to be able to paint well to make it attractive right yeah but at the same time like isn't every human being capable of producing works like Van Gogh's like mm. we were talking about this right like yeah. Like, technical skills vs creativity right you know yeah. it's like you need to learn the technical skills and then you need to like awaken your own creativity to make something new yeah you know it's like you need both you can't just be a creative because then your drawings look really bad right like or well like, yeah i mean then the, 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 i may I, I guess they become like overly abstract to the point where yeah and and in the contemporary day and age, we, we're all sort of wish-washy and uh, about sort of uh, what's presented to us, like this idea of postmodernism, where everything is interpretable. There's no like real objective fabric to mm. to our existence, uh, as long as we're actors in uh, in, in the universe. Uh, events that unfold objects that we see are interpreted by the individual and different from every individual and mm-hmm. that's on a unique perspective and that's the problem because you can you know you can create a work of art and it can be interpreted a million different ways but what's is there any, what truth are you extracting from that mm. from well, the, the individual from their perspective i mean that's shared belief right like you, you said you said um we live in a universe where like there's not a a meaning to our existence basically you, you were saying um, well, there's no if you. It, it's like the post uh, post God uh, ethos of mm-hmm. like modernity, where um, which was like pioneered by the philosophies of Nietzsche, yeah? the death of God, mm. where he his his idea uh, that um, that God ran its course because it could no longer navigate our the complexities of of modern day human interactions and the way that we feel and correspond to the, to the world and 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 how we perceive it so it gave birth to this sort of like almost like atheistic tendency to to interpret everything with new age thinking with or... with what like see multiple possible like multiple in, uh, interpretations or truths in something i have there a question about experience. that i have a question about this i think as people we will continuously and like people will always find reason to disagree with something right but like how about finding reasons to agree instead right like i i find especially right, with like yeah. faith and belief and stuff and all these you know when it comes down to this it's like it's always like oh but what if this and that can't be if this and like people are always working to to disprove you know i mean i find like people search so much more for faults and the things that they don't want to believe in 
than than for truth in it. Right. You know. So how do you shift that? Uh, okay. In how do you shift <laughs> that in people? Right. How do you shift and make people say, okay, instead of like looking for all the fault as to why this can be, because you're just gonna keep looking. And even if I present something to yeah. you that, if I present something to somebody who's adamantly against not believing, then they'll just look for another fault. You know, just like and in, and it's the same thing in relationships. It's like yeah. even if you're good to somebody, you know. Um, and you, you be good to them if they aren't into it like they're gonna look for another fault the moment you've corrected one right and it's just gonna be a constant process instead of loving you unconditionally mm -hmm. which is in the faith as well right Christian faith um, people pe people won't do that you know mm -hmm. so I think like in, at the end of the day if somebody's heart isn't open to learning something new or or, or or being challenged, then it's 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 almost like meaningless to even like talk to them about like or or share something to them that you're you're hoping they mm. consider. Well, that's a really interesting yeah. perspective uh, point there about uh, uh, establishing what actually means something to you, understanding yeah. what what rewards you, your mm. beliefs, part of the belief system that you have rewards you, rather than throwing it out the window because yeah. everyone else seems to be criti criticizing mm -hmm. uh, sort of uh, ideological perspectives. So it's like well. What aspects of that uh, are true to me because they they, they they make me feel better about life. They give me an element of meaning. Mm -hmm. If you take that away and you then just try and become this open-minded like individual who just uh, understands every, like tries to collate every perspective, mm -hmm. then that's, that's, that's mentally stressful. That's mentally, that can cause anxiety and uh, we don't know like deep lying issues with uh, the way that you uh, you you think about that mm -hmm. so and you can only really do that as an individual no one can tell you that uh, well what this is true about your belief system or yeah. a belief system yeah exactly at the end of the day right like faith is like uh, that's what it is right faith in what you yeah i guess i guess that it yeah at the end of the day it's like i mean all of faith in different stuff right but you, you need to be true to yourself. You need, you need to know what you are willing to like sacrifice in order to like have this belief as well. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, it's so much more. Yeah. And that's why you can't put it on somebody else. Cause somebody isn't willing to make the sacrifices that you are, you know, it's like, and even if the sacrifices that they're asking you to make it are the same, it's like, what's at stake when you sacrifice these things different for, right. for, for, for me and you, you know? So it's yeah. like, all this comes into account and that's why you can't just be like, here it is. This is, this is, this yeah, is how yeah. it is. Like, this is just like my way of life. Um, this is what I do. It worked out for me. And through knowing me, yeah. you know, our interactions, if that, if you want to pick up stuff and you, you were noticing, oh man, this guy's philosophy, like this way of life is actually, I like that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like this is changing me. Then I think it's okay. All right. Would you like to adopt it or let them adopt it on their own? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, just coming back to it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't push my belief or, or, or share or, or, or think that my philosophy is like set in stone, like the right yeah. way. Like, even yeah. if I do, I wouldn't tell somebody that, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. I prefer to show them. I prefer to show them and let them. Hmm. Hmm. You've been in PEI for yeah. uh, how long now? Four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. Well, uh, four and a half, something like that. From the Bahamas. From the Bahamas. Yeah. So tell me about like the the town that you grew up with, and yeah, man. the people that you yeah. you hold dear to you. Uh, Not just family, but like the community. <laughs> and what what was that like? Give us a flavor. Yeah, man. So I, I grew up in a Freeport, Grand Bahama Island. It was it was interesting growing up there. You know, I grew up through through, through a corner called uh, Little Haiti actually, because it was it was filled with Haitians. A lot of Haitians who left Haiti would come to the Bahamas, mm -hmm. and the community was, was started there basically. And uh, most of the community to this corner was Haitians. And uh, during this time when I was growing up, uh, people really like it was like a little China. You know what I mean? Like how they have in mm -hmm. different places, like in New York and stuff. But it was Haitians instead. 
And uh, people didn't like Asians back in the day. So I grew up with a lot of like um, race on race racism. So it was like different black people huh. from like the Bahamas, like not uh, enjoying the presence of so many Haitians in their country. And that was like, you know, the poverty that they bring. That was the lifestyle that they bring. There's a lot of um, things that people just didn't like, right? Like the aesthetics of the country, I guess, was kind of like being lowered. So they thought by Haitians because of their lifestyle and the way they did things, mm. which wasn't the case. You know, Haitians had a lot of culture, had a lot of love, had a lot of heart. And I think that um, the country just kind of welcomed them in and saw what they were bringing and kind of fostered and built on. I think it would have been a really, really great thing for the Bahamas, you know, because like the Bahamas is underpopulated and all, right? They need mm. people to actually break into different industries and all that. But they didn't have that mindset. They just had this mindset of there are these different people coming in who have different cultures, oh, and different language. We don't want them here. And so I, yeah, man. So I grew up with people telling me like, you know, by Kia, you're Haitian, Kia, Haitian ass. You can beep that out, right? I don't know if you can put that out there or not. Or whatever else like that. But and that was never, that was, that, 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 that always lingered with me. It always shaped me as a, as a person. Cause then I was, I was, I was revealed to like racism already, just like, but amongst my own people, right? And uh, it's, it's interesting, man, because I'm telling you, you got like, you got people coming from the States to the Bahamas. Like, you know, we live in a tourist economy. There are people coming from like Canada all the time. There are people coming from, because we're, we're part of the CARICOM Alliance, right? Mm -hmm. There are people coming from like the Bahamas and they're all coming to, you know, they're all coming to the Bahamas, but here are the Haitians and they're being oppressed because they're, they're coming from Haiti. So it's like, wow, man, like we're, we're black. <laughs> we're black. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're different. But anyway, that's, that's where I was born and raised. And, um, yeah, man, I spent most of my time there. Both my parents are from Haiti. They live in the Bahamas now, and I, I come from a family of like 10 people, right? And I got siblings like in, in the U.S. I got siblings in, in, in Canada and Montreal. I'm here in PEI, and I guess that's, that's a bit about me being here in Canada right now. Yeah, but I was just I was born and raised. Yeah, I, it's interesting hearing you because you immediately go into talking about the, um, uh, the broader context mm -hmm. of being an individual living in the bahamas yeah and the the, the influences and the, the how the people have and somewhat mm -hmm. but what i'm hearing is that uh, there's been a kind of veil look push pull over them yeah uh, in, in the yeah. sense that uh, how do you how do you uh, how do you sort of expand away from those those norms that have become like uh, become memories. They're, they're, they're now memory. They're, they're not even memories. They're just incorporated into who you are as a as, as a person living in mm -hmm. Bahamas. Um, how does that? How how would you change? How would you how would you promote an idea of something else other than that uh, existence or belief? Hundred percent, man. Like after being in Canada now, you know, and like being in a different culture where you see so much diversity and seeing how they welcome people and obviously like you know even here in pei man like there's 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 people who don't want like certain individuals here right like there's there's a lot of issues in pei as well that kind of go blows under the rug kind of thing but in the bahamas what i do i'd say is just like have an association that welcomes people you know maybe get haitian people that are actually citizens in the country to have established like uh businesses and stuff like that and get them like you know opening up like newcomers association for for here in canada right they have this place where people can come to and mm. kind of talk to them and just kind of like, mm. you know, share history, share stories, create groups, teach them English. Like there, none of those services were there for, for people when they came from, from, from Haiti to the Bahamas, you know, like the government never thought to think like, yo, there's room for capable Haitians who are coming here. You know what I mean? Maybe we should create yeah. an organization where we can actually educate these people and give them an opportunity to like go out and do something that, that didn't exist. It was like, you came here, you're a Haitian, we don't want you here. Well, maybe you that know? comes from what we were saying before. Mm. This idea, if you, you understand that uh, when somebody is moved from their place of of, yeah. uh, of culture, their yeah. predominant place of culture, 
they're going to bring that as a form of expression in some ways. Mm -hmm. So if you enable that for them, if you start the the, the day that they that 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 they they land or they're yeah. within that that you new scope, it. well, yeah. you give it. You say, well, you look at the ideas for them to be able to express their mm -hmm. own culture through the, those various agreements mm -hmm. and entertain it. Mm -hmm. Because once you galvanize it, once the the individuals become uh, uh, sort of um, uh, empowered by that, then then they become a better individual in terms of being able to understand how mm -hmm. to network to to, mm -hmm. to fit into the network of, mm -hmm. of, the, of the place it's been it, that they've moved into like economically options become more viable because yes. there's an acceptance it's given yeah. you a, a sense of 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 being a meaning yeah. of being there at yeah. that time oh yeah. excellent you mean i can mm -hmm. do this i can mm -hmm. say this i mm -hmm. can i can play this mm -hmm. um it, it's an it's an it's a position of positivity rather than mm -hmm. one where you have to grapple with the divorce of something that was meaningful to you mm. to somehow change yourself overnight mm. to be successful mm -hmm. right from the get-go in this new world, mm -hmm. this new terrain. Do you know like how uh, the world's kind of set up for like black people, whereas, you know, if you come into a space and you, you look black, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you know what I'm going to say when you look black? Mm. Uh, I'm not saying like black is a bad thing at all when I say that now, don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is like when you look ghetto, when you look like, or what they perceive to be ghetto. When you come in and you know you look, you got this character like you know you're kind of menacing or whatever like that. You walk into a building and it's just like, oh, this person's black from the ghetto. Da, 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 da. It's like in the Bahamas, that's what it is. It's like for Haitians. It's like when you walk mm. in and you're a Haitian, it's right. like oh, yeah. this person's a Haitian. You know what I mean? And unless you're educated and you can <laughs> prove yourself, then you fall into this is another uneducated Haitian in the Bahamas who's come here and you know what I mean can't mm -hmm. do this properly. Da, 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 da. Like. It's almost like, you know what I mean? It's almost like they did them taking a cycle of hate that, that was in racism, like from, from the past, from, like from, from, from white people in the past, and, racism, and then them learning it and then doing it to Haitian people. Oh, it's man, like, yeah. yo, it's, it's actually so bad. And um, yeah, man. Because it, it's, it's easy to get stuck in the, that story that you've told yourself yeah. about realizing what impact you're having by your mm -hmm. actions mm -hmm. and, and, and then how they're perceiving that because yeah. it becomes a collective, yeah. uh, a collective action. Mm-hmm. Routine, and you know, so like, it's, you see that immediate alienation from both sides. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, like you ever watch Green Book? Oh, what? Sorry, Green Book. No, Green Book. It's the movie about this guy. He's like a driver. He's a white guy, and he's driving this pianist across, like I don't know, somewhere like up into like you know, um, in the states where all the racist people are, stuff like that. Man, like uh, Kentucky, like that area. You know, what I mean, like Texas mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff around there. And uh, he's saying, he's telling him in one of the scenes, like you know, he can't go back to his own people because they don't accept him. And he can't, when he goes to these meetings to play pianos, this grand pianist, like these meetings for white people, like they don't accept him. He's one of his piano. So it's like he doesn't have a tribe to go to because mm. like he's this talented, smart guy who plays the piano and this and this and that. And he doesn't sound like a normal black person. So he can't go back to the black people he was with. And he also can't make room and find peace with the white people because they just don't want him because he's black. So he's trapped because of his talents in a place where he has no community. And that was um, such an interesting perspective because that's a lot, that's, that's a big issue for a lot of black people too because it's like, when you reach a level of success or education or, or if you're just a bit different and if you don't fit into the black community then like you're you're, you're kind of like the uh the albino you know what i mean like mm -hmm. the one who came out kind of strange and then oh man that's the, really yeah and then, and then and then the other community doesn't accept you either so it's like it's and, and i know why they did it in the movie because honestly man i it was a time in my life where i where i kind of shared that feeling as well right yeah and um it's just tough man because you want to be a part of your community but you don't want to remain in the level of lifestyle sometimes associated with it you know what i mean like 
I was watching this documentary called like The Godfather on Netflix, right? And there was a scene when um a famous singer came on stage and they 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 call him they call him the uh, the president hugger, right? Or the white hugger or something like that because he was, he was hugging a president, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, and they laughed at him and it's like, man, you're a black man on TV hugging a white man. What are you doing? <laughs> Back in the day. And they freaking out. I'm like, he was like, I will not. He said, I will, I will admit, you know what I mean, that I did what I did. He said, but I will not allow you to not let me address myself as a mm-hmm. black man because that's what I am. You know what I mean? And then he sang him, I gotta be me. Mm-hmm. And everybody cried in the crowd, bro, and all this different stuff like that. He was just basically saying, like, man, look, like we live in a world where you gotta get along with people. You might have hugged the guy, but he's my guy, you know? Doesn't mean that I'm different from you guys. Doesn't mean that anything's changed. Just showing some affection, da da da. And at the end of it, it was just ignorance because everybody in the, the crowd was crying, laughing, having a good time. They were just applauding him. And when he finished singing, he was just like, you could just see it in his face. Like, that took Eddie out of him, you know what I mean? Like, it was so passionate. And I just I just love that, man. Like, that, that's, what's, that's what's important to me. It's like being true to who you are in spite of, in spite of what the people around you feel. Because normally that comes from a place of fear. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't want to be stuck in that, you know. So my whole life, I feel like it was just like a journey of contradicting the norm as well. You know, like not, not living to the standards of... of yeah. Of, my, of what was around me, you know what I mean? I, I had to always challenge it and, and to look for more because it wasn't it, it wasn't placed in front of me. You know, I didn't go to a school where it was like, hey, you want to go to a trip to Europe or whatever? It's like this when you mm-hmm. graduate. There was none of that, man. It was no access. There was no freedom. It was just like, you know, you want opportunity, go look for it, create it, you know? And I'm, I'm blessed to have my family, you know, I'm blessed to have like the, the people that were in my life because they definitely guided me, you know? And uh, yeah, man, like it's just... Oh, it's, it seems incredibly important to you to hold is. true to your roots yeah but with is. a confidence that you understand that there's going to be a, a number of factors that get in your way definitely that could undermine mm-hmm. how you present yourself mm-hmm. and sort of may, maybe like maybe want you to move back into a secure zone of, of self and yeah. and uh, and uh and not deal with it anymore society or, does that to you or change yourself to be more acceptable in a yeah. way yeah uh, I get the impression from me and from the short period of time that I've I've known you is mm-hmm. that um, you understand that side of things, but mm-hmm. you 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 won't compromise on no. This is this is this is who I am. Yeah. This is because this is this was built. This built who I who mm-hmm. I am. What my 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 upbringing, and but I want to be able to channel that for people to understand and to, to perceive as a as a way to conglomerate and bring other mm-hmm. people into the, the situation mm-hmm. and and galvanize those that um, may have come from a similar background mm-hmm. uh, as, as yourself mm-hmm. would i be right in saying that or is that um... no 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 I, I think you're right you're right you know what i mean i mean there's 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 always more to everything you know what i mean but you are right mm. yeah i i just want to be somebody who we live in society bro where it's like you know something strange or different and people see it it's like don't do that you know yeah. I've, I've had friends who told me like when i went to a public space that i always went to and like for example if i went to this is just randomly if i went to hunters right mm-hmm. and i saw a waitress or a waiter and i spoke to them in a certain kind of way and made them laugh or asked them something or just a bit different in how i handle something you know i've had friends who told me oh don't do that that that's not right that's not how they, how they do it around here and, mm. and it's like what how why is my friend complaining to me about something that they don't do around you when the waitress or waiter himself laughed and had a good time and walked you know what i mean it's like yeah so we're so trapped in this way of being that we don't even allow our friends sometimes or other people to act in a different way because we want to correct them right we don't we don't see where they're coming from when they're acting all we know is like that's not how it's done yeah right? it's, it's and, and, and 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 we we're gonna con- we're gonna put that to a stop and i that was that happened so much to me here in canada man like like one thing i bro one thing i feel about canada it's like there's there's not a there's not a freedom here that I like to feel. Yeah. You know, I feel like most people here live kind of like reserved. 
and I, I can't do that, man. Like, I can't. Like, even with my family back home, bro, like, I was that one who was going out when my, when my mom told me not to go. Yep. And not like, like, like I disobeyed my mom, right? But, but Haitian parents, man, they're a bit too protective, right? And there were some times where I had to disobey my mom to, to get ahead. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, for example, my parents didn't want me to engage in, like, dancing, right? Like, breakdance, all this kind of stuff that I do now, right? Like, they never wanted me to engage in that because they thought it was it would take me away from my education, from schooling and stuff like that. When in the end, it was because of breakdance that brought me to theater that allowed me to get scholarships then to go to school, to go to <laughs> New York, to come to Canada. And so if I were to listen to my parents, I w I, my parents couldn't pay for school. Mm -hmm. If I were to listen to my parents, not only not only would I have you know, still been in the Bahamas, but I like I I couldn't afford school, man. Like they they, they could. It was a, it was that moment in my life where I was like, wow you know what i mean like if i actually listened to my parents it would have been so bad for me you know what i mean like like mm. in this moment i realized that my parents were ignorant you know what i mean like not like bad i'm not using the word ignorant as in like you're ignorant you know what i mean like you're i'm just saying like they, they they didn't have this 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 they didn't they weren't aware of what i was aware of right mm -hmm. and that's kind of on me too right because maybe i should have took the time to kind of break down and explain to my parents what i was doing in hindsight of course you see what i'm saying right but at the same time they didn't trust me. They didn't, they didn't see me as a person at my level who had an understanding of like, okay, what is this guy doing? Like, okay, he's going to FedEx. He's like sending mail to like, you know, get his visa. Yeah. He's going to theater. They, they couldn't see me plotting in my mind, thinking about like how I want to get off the island for school. You know, they, they, they didn't see any of that because I never took the time to actually show my parents my thought process. Yeah. It was just always like an argument. Like it was always just like, a, I want to go to dance. I want to do this. You know, I don't want to do engineering no more. It's just like an argument, right? But we never... You see what I'm saying? I didn't come from like a like a conversation understanding, like let's break down, why are you doing this? Da 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 da. My parents weren't like that, right? My parents weren't um they didn't finish school. My parents weren't educated. Right. In at, at that high level of extent. And I'm not saying that, that 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 caused anything, but my parents are like the smartest, you know, like I love them the most. They're the most amazing. Oh, they raised me well, they raised ten children, you mm -hmm. know, like and we're all good in a neighborhood that was full of corruption and drugs and mm -hmm. death and violence, depths of the ghetto, you know what I mean? Susie Connor back in the Bahamas, bro. Woo! Fun place still too, though, you know what I mean? Still a fun place mm -hmm. to grow with all my friends and just the freedom in the streets, but still dangerous, you know? But for them to raise us the way they did, man, and, and for what they had, it's a miracle. And I gotta say, they are they are amazing parents, you know, for what they did. And yeah, man, that that led us that led us to to have the freedom to, I guess, like, you know, to experiment and, and to seek out opportunities to find knowledge, right? Because if it wasn't for them, it wasn't for their guidance and, and, and teaching us, like, you know, so much emotional intelligence too, yeah. I find, like, growing yeah. up in, in the hood, like, you gotta have so much emotional intelligence around who and when we mean by emotional intelligence, yeah. it's like being able to understand nuances and ranges yeah. of uh, interaction yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and various emotions mm -hmm. that can be portrayed mm -hmm. or expressed. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, right, the other day I had somebody invite me out for a car ride around the country after already treating me to, like, breakfast, you know what I mean? Yeah. But only one person at the table invited me out for the car ride. Right. But I realized that the other person at the table wasn't so with that. I think that they were right. they, they were already done with me after the breakfast. When I say done with me, I don't mean like done with me. I mean like you get to a point where, where you've had enough of company. You just kind of want to move on, right? Yep. And just to be a bit more clear, it was like this gentleman and his wife, right? So his wife offered me to, to go on the drive, right? Mm -hmm. And I could tell like she probably did that spontaneously without checking with her husband. But because I have emotional intelligence, I was able to perceive and pick up that her husband wasn't as with that. And so I was like, first I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should go to the country, you know? And after I said that, I kind of like feeling the vibe and i saw his expressions i saw like you know this like the movements on his you know just yeah just picking up these things and i yeah. said you know what uh, i got some stuff to do maybe i shouldn't go and i could just tell like how he was like ah yeah you know luke you know if i got some stuff to do he was encouraging he didn't like 
So right. no 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 come. Yeah. So I, I could have just looked at him and tell like he didn't want me he on me. You know, so you gotta be smart. And I'm able to like pick that up off of people very quick and easy. People can't be fake around me. Sure. Right? I mean you and you read the situation and, and changed your actions accordingly. Yes. But what if like there was an element of truth in his wanting you to be there at the start rather than just politeness. Yeah. So rather than just an etiquette. Mm -hmm. But in a way he was crying out for some convincing. Yeah. So devil's advocate would say that you picked up on it, but mm -hmm. then you 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 got to the truth of the matter in mm -hmm. some way. Yes, and exactly. Says, well, you know, but without saying it, right? yeah, and without making anybody feel. Because right. man, yeah. there's so many situations where people <laughs> say stuff. You know what I mean? It's like some things don't need to be said. Like, are you mm. are you emotionally intelligent enough to like to get through a situation without hurting somebody's feelings? You know what I mean? Maybe that's just wisdom, right? I thought emotional intelligence was just like I've been through enough experiences and I've lived in situations that taught me how to survive and how to understand without words you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. and, and 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 in haitian culture it's interesting in haitian cultures <laughs> your parents talk to you so much through expressions like you know, if you did something bad you just get this <laughs> this gives you know what i mean or this quietness and it's like you have to learn how to just know from from you know from 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 what you see right and and right well just sorry to jump in but mm -hmm. i would be interested to think seeing as you've come from a, a film um, background yeah. as well it, yeah. uh, for your studies. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's something that might be missing from contemporary fiction when it comes to the moving Big picture? time, big time. The and lack of uh, use of the those emotional qualities well, that can be sort of perceived. And, 100%, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw it back to you too though, right? You're a photographer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a photographer, right? So you understand, you understand how important it is to like, be able to know more with less, you know? Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing with people. It's like, how could you know more about what somebody's feeling? And like, mm. what more does a woman yeah. want from a man than to be understood without him, without her telling him what, you know? Yeah. And that's in everybody to an extent, you know what I mean? But I just like using human relationships as a model, like in business and everything we do. Right. Because I think if we can yeah. see the human relationship in these models that we're creating, then yeah. we can get a whole lot more efficient and a whole lot more like, uh, we can be a whole lot more aware of how we're affecting people right. in processes and, 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 and just even like basic conversations, like, you know, it's like what, what relationship matches this model of business or the system or this side or whatever we're doing this discussion, like mm. what model of relationship mm. will best, can we best reflect it in building this model that will cause it to be ethical? Right. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I find when I do that, if I can just find the relationship that I need to like, model something off it allows me to like have a really really good experience do you something. also would need to rely on people having a certain level of emotional intelligence to understand yeah. to be able to pick up on this intuitively yeah, yeah. and would you I, another like a question for you would you, would you maybe that emotional intelligence in the average individual has actually been relegated or is less than it may have been oh, before yeah. say like the technological revolution the the, 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 the arena where we we, we we communicate virtually 100 face to face 100%, 100%. i can walk on the road and i can have like old people come to me and tell me like you know kids these days don't even know how to communicate anymore have conversations like right. emotional intelligence gives you the ability the ability to have conversations because then you you're mm -hmm. aware you're so aware you know what's going on well there's an element of truth there isn't it even though it you know you, you collect a lot of information very quickly from mm -hmm. like micro expressions mm -hmm. uh from like a particular stance mm -hmm. um uh it's th there there are truths in the sense that that tells you about somebody very very quickly mm -hmm. you're, you're funneling in a story about that person quickly mm -hmm. um 
and it goes back to what we were saying about the expression, that, like uh, artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's uh, if it's just on a closed loop, then mm-hmm. it appears really abstract mm-hmm. to everyone else, mm-hmm. and you just make up your own interpretations. Yeah. So you're not getting, you're not you're not extracting real intention or or truth in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So if you are you 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 you're living in a, a society that's that doesn't nurture the idea of emotional intelligence for you to tap into those understanding of those truths that a network between people will bounce back, mm. then you get into this terrain of in, maybe interpreting interpreting the wrong mm-hmm. intention, the wrong uh, see, uh, action. We don't we don't live in a society that 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 really. I mean, I can't really say that, right? Because then you put everything into one. I don't want to say that. What I what I'm trying to say is like I feel like we don't live in an economy. Right, hmm. that is really yeah. aware of the uh, emotion intelligence and those expressions. And I say that because you can look at marketing, right? For example, and marketing doesn't care about emotion intelligence. All marketing cares cares about is like how can we activate, mm-hmm. how can we activate a want in somebody. That's mm-hmm. what marketing today is, right? It's not about like they don't need that, you know what I mean? But how can we activate a want in them? And so living in a society yeah. where everything is like about activating want and not what you need is so corrupt. Right, because it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take money. It's gonna make you know it's gonna people are gonna be broke. They're gonna keep buy things they don't want. People are gonna like you know like people always tell you like what you want is what you want isn't what you need. Like you hear, you hear it all your life from your parents and this and this and that. Oh, you just want that. Oh, you like that girl. I know you care about her, but that's she's not good for you. But those wants can but, become needs over time. That's they, the thing. They it's can. like the uh, they, customization. But you see, they can become needs in, in good and bad ways too, right? Hmm. They could be good needs as in like okay, like you know maybe you didn't know you needed that and you just wanted, but now you realize you really do need it. But also it could be like a, an addiction. You know, yeah, and be, it was something you just wanted, but now you end up needing it, and you're addicted, right? So it's like if you're talking about it that way, then then yeah, I could agree with you. So what what are you all about? What's 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 going on oh, with man. you on the island? Um, geez, what do I what do I reveal? What do I not reveal? I guess like there's something hey. I don't want to like tell them just yet. <laughs> so I'm just fucking around. Yeah, but um, that can come later. On, on PEI, like I'm, I'm an artist, you know. What I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to create. I want to, I want to do film. I want to do theater. I'd like to get into uh, like placemaking. Like I just, I just want to create. You know, I want to work with different creators on the island. I want to work with people who are in trades to just give back more to the island uh, creatively. Um, so a project I'm working on right now is an event team called Pete, the Prince Edward event team, and the whole idea about that is just like getting creatives together, right, to approach different situations like there might be something on PEI that's been that that has well for example look at the Jack Frost Festival right Mm -hmm. or the Winter Festival stuff like that that goes on on PEI and these things are things that are done year to year the exact same way every single time and that what that shows me is like there's there's nothing new on the inside there's nobody influencing how it goes on the inside right and you have people on PEI who've, who've moved here from Montreal Vancouver Toronto Germany Russia who will have experienced winter in the city in a different way. They might have ideas that 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 could contribute to the city and that could that could increase, you know, like the or that would benefit the social economy here, right? Help people mm-hmm. to like have, have a better time. And I think that's not like capitalized on enough, you know. So what I want to do is basically just like, you know, start a company where we can empower people to just be creative. Like all people can be creative, you know, like right. what are the ideas that are out there? So it's just like you're just doing a bunch of like joint ventures with different people, creating building and just uh having a community of of, of creatives on PEI who want to see the place um really diversify and accept diversity. Right. And and, and not like uh wash out the culture that's here, right? But instead like hip hop, right? Like how hip hop comes in and complements a culture, like how 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 it would come into a country and it would you would take samples from music or or you would take artwork samples from from 
paintings that already exist in this place and then you would just use that that urban culture the, the way they mm. create music and stuff to just intensify wrap it up make it a bit more enjoyable to youth you know and, and to different people who who have that that, that spark of creativity would just want more um and uh, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. You know, I just want to yeah, well, creativity is an all encompassing term for what you're talking yeah. about. But creativity means something different to every everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. And uh, you know, we tapped into Van Gogh's creativity, so yeah. like train of thought, self expression, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not necessarily about sort of uh, appealing to a new agenda or defining new terms for mm -hmm. people to, to to live their life or whatever. Um, but this is the thing. I mean, I, I mean, what's interesting I find about like anyone and talking about creativity and creative mm. fields is that uh, uh, are, they, are they coming from a a, a, a deeply uh, personal perspective or mm. one that looks at it how it looks at the way that something new that's born that mm. comes from either an individual or collective connects to uh, the heritage of a place the, the the people that from from that sort of particular uh, arena the traditional mm. arena um, so re reflecting on on the past, mm -hmm. uh, but also taking taking consideration uh, the present and what sort of galvanizing influences there are to spread certain ideas or creations, mm -hmm. and then the future, how that might change the way that we um, we we sort of uh, collaborate and mm -hmm. understand once we've perceived this, the new creations, how it mm -hmm. what it means to uh, changing societies because we, we we're living in a world now where there's so many different perspectives, so many different sort of convergence of opinion that all come uh, from a source though that come from a source yeah, yeah. it's um, like thought leaders right like there are thought leaders in the world people mm -hmm. who've created philosophies and now like we be even the way we're creative is based on like you know another another person's model yeah you know so it's like for me true creativity is like digging past all of that you know what i mean and i understand like you know nothing's new under the sun or whatever else but it's like how can you move past so much that you've learned mm -hmm. both in like both like things that inhibit you right mm -hmm. right like your fears for example like what are you afraid of what's holding you back from like really unleashing your true creative potential you know and and also what do you need mm. you know what do you mm. need to actually help you what are the tools that you physically need to help you in achieving your creative potential and if to get into that even right it's like are the tools you're using or are the tools that are currently created even mm. the tools you know like is there something else you know like I don't want to bound people. I don't want people to like end up being bounded by, by what we have. You know, it's like, for example, a camera, right? A camera is a tool that somebody made. We know that the Canon series after year after year, it's going to update your film. You're going to update your, your lenses. Uh, film is going to get more crisp and more crisp. And one day who knows what we'll be able to do with like media. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to get to with this is like the tools that we have are, are limited tools in themselves. You know what I mean? They don't transform. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the ones who can adapt. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's all the more reason for us to make sure that we are as free and, 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 as, and as full in our potential as we can possibly be, because then we can like use these tools beyond well, what yeah. somebody has before kind of thing, right? It's like we, we are the ones who are limitless, right? Not things we work with. And um, an inherent trait of the human, um, the human uh, position is that we can connect mm -hmm. to seemingly un connectable things mm, together over exactly. a and in in respect to the social economy through discussion through mm. open dialogue mm -hmm. um because i mean you tapped into this before this idea of like harm, harmony allowing mm. for the greatest efficiency of creativity in mm -hmm. the sense that you can be on the same wavelength um and allow for sort of like a flourishing of of ideas yes um 
because flourishing of ideas maybe uh, comes with the impact that they can be reified, they can be put into practice. Mm -hmm. Everyone's working together for a, 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 a shared principle. Mm. So, but that's um, but but when we face all the difficulties in the terms of how that starts, because with the individual, we, we we kind of like like to sort of build a defense mechanism or security of, of belief maybe mm -hmm. that says that um, that sees creative like creativity as, as change which can affect my secure position mm -hmm. for the for the negative mm. so it's like um i mean we can get past this idea that things change for a, for for a for a negative uh impact on my own well-being rather than being able to discuss the potential and to look at and pre uh, not predict but to, to sort of escalate how something changes and how it, imp it impacts us in the future mm. and 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 share those mm -hmm. ideas and those philosophies so you're saying like, it be better well it better it better um stabilizes it better prepares us for the future mm. because we're discussing that aspect. okay exactly so you're saying like there's room to correct any kind of issues that could be present if you discuss it, if you start having discussions, they need to come out right. into the open, don't they? Maybe I see. To... That's true. That's true. No, I think you're right. You know, I think that through discussion, you can definitely like, you know, sort out what will work and what, 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 what wouldn't work and what's more necessary at this point in time, you know, like with ideas and with creativity. I think that people, people in the society we live in, creativity is something that's given to everybody, right? It's not something that, mm. uh, one person has you know and we were talking about this earlier too yeah. right it's like creativity isn't something unique in fact it's being more natural mm. right and um i think it's it's really accepting that you know because normally inside the workplace when somebody poses a new idea what, what we're quick to do is shut it down in fact we even get mad at somebody mm. for showing us a new way of doing stuff right mm. now i've been in a situation where i've proposed something to like a to, to a senior and they'd be like that's not the way we do it you know like and i'm like okay but I've, I, I know the way we do it. You know, I'm, what I'm proposing is this is an easier way to do it mm -hmm. and better. And I just figured this out from watching you guys, right? And people think like, you know, oh, when somebody does something like that, they just thought of that idea. But that's not even true. Like, even if they just thought of that idea, mm -hmm. the, the reason they were able to just think of that idea was because of their upbringing, maybe. It was because of uh, them studying biology. You know what I mean? And, the, and the, the, in biology, they studied osmosis and they realized mm. something and they had like a fascination about osmosis. And now in the workplace, they can kind of see like how the concept of osmosis is working between employees, mm. you know? And so I really believe that transferable skills, life experiences, an individual in, in themselves, the way they think, their thought processes, you know, somebody might be able to come up with a solution and that's creativity in an instant. Mm -hmm. And you could have been toiling with it for year after year, but it's not saying that they figured it out easy. It's just saying that it took them 15 years of life experiences and education and, 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 and doubt and fear and and pain maybe you know i don't know yeah. to figure something out a lot a lot quickly so creativity like you said is a buzzword but people really need to like give creativity its credit like i think creativity takes away from right. how powerful and, and how much goes into somebody creativity comes from the word creation right like to create is powerful man and to create i think you need a lot of power you but know? creation also so, means like change as well definitely in the, well in the, inextricably hmm. but you know you, you were talking about analogously to uh, uh well figuratively to uh, biology mm -hmm. uh and uh and the on osmosis but yeah you can, like just the concept of it right yeah but like you're taking concepts and seeing the seeing them applied in different 
Because it's biology and it's osmosis, but the concept, what's happening in osmosis, like this, that process, if you just like... But that's true, but I mean, that's on a on a cellular level, the concepts available, that abstract is mm -hmm. really interesting as a, as a yes. metaphor creativity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we as like uh, in the macro scale, mm -hmm. how we perceive world, everything actually is fairly predictable. We see predictable events unfolding. Mm -hmm. And if you tie it into sort of like the idea of evolution, mm -hmm. you know, change in some respect is only valued over over time and if it only benefits an, an organism at the at that moment over anything else mm -hmm. and the other organism to uh, to allow for the flourishing of like a particular mutation but the mutation normally uh doesn't help it's it doesn't allow for uh, a sudden epiphany uh, it's it's uh, it's it's only realized over a long period of time with hindsight that that was a benefit Mm. And that's interesting because we perceive that lo like changes, I think, by default as being sort of a negative harmful. thing, as harmful. And, and then when time passes and you see the benefits, it's like, okay, now we're going to adopt that. That's right. Exactly. It's like art though, right? Like artists, like it, it's strange how people, people are just like that, man. People are just like that. It's like, you can be an artist, you can create good work. And as long as you're alive and you're around, you're producing it so quick and you're giving the idea, they don't want it. But the moment you perish, you come to a place where it's like, all right, it's super valuable. We want it now. We, mm -hmm. We're going to heed their thought. And I don't know what, what brings people to this place of like really opening up to like a person's opinion or or, or an idea after they've passed or after they've mm. fallen. I don't know why yeah. people are like that. Yeah. But it's interesting, right? And it, it, it kind of shows me that uh, maybe people just don't want to listen. Like maybe, you know, maybe we're just so fixed in our ways that we, we just aren't comfortable with accepting creativity. You know, mm. maybe creativity is... is Maybe well, creativity yeah, I mean, is harmful, you know. To yeah, people. that's how they perceive it, right? Because it's 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 a shift in because we have the ability to look at the cause and effect relationship of like a, a change, but it's normally has a a bias towards the the worst case scenario or a negative uh, impact, mm. like when people perceive uh, like uh, the immigration. Uh, impacting them individually as being a, a, an overwhelming negative thing, with while overlooking the plethora of benefits to uh, to to that uh, to that not just the economy but the uh, the, the livelihood, uh, the predominating culture of that that area in terms of sustaining it over the long term, mm. preparing it for a future which is actually always changing, especially when it's you know addressing it in a sort of like parallel path to technology and how that's advancing at how do you a, a, for, an exponential rate how do you prepare for a future that's always changing hey that's a really good question you know that's a really good question and but do you, do you build an expectation of what you think will be well like, in a mathematical or... level change is happening all, all the time mm -hmm. like it's just our flawed perception that there's predictabilities and there's that that we 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 we, we, we fall into safety nets and have belief systems that want to preserve a certain way of thinking a way of, um, of looking at things. Um, but it, 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 everything is in a state of flux. And if um, um, we, we ignore that at our peril because uh, it blindsides us to technology which is advancing and has the um, potential uh, to begin uh, like dictating terms of our own en environmental status as human beings. It already does. Understanding us more than we understand ourselves for one. Uh, that's an interesting idea but it's also like 
you can say it's a catastrophic one. So maybe I'm falling into the trap as well, looking at the worst case scenario. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what's interesting, man? It's like I was talking to somebody, you're talking about like how much stuff like our uh, our cell phones replace, for example, in our lives, right? Like, yeah. Like it's become such an intimate tool. You know, mm. it's become like a calendar, it's become an alarm clock, it's become a reminder, it's become the mastering tool, it's become like the birthday sender, it's become so much stuff that it's actually like changing the way we communicate. It's changing like our mm. our abilities to communicate. And like like this guy came to the Eastlink Center a while back and he was talking about the like new industries and new new businesses popping up. And he's talking about like how when GIFs came out, for example, right? Mm-hmm. How like, you know, the company Jiffy came and like, you know, this created more business and more work for people, but at the same time because GIFs came out it was taking away even more from people mm-hmm. verbally communicating. Right? Right. And it's like, yeah. we're sacrificing all mm. these, for social innovation, in, in terms of technology, we're sacrificing like this, this the actual face-to-face relationship with right. people. And um, Maybe there's a lack of confidence of being able to articulate yourself through, uh, exactly. through the, the traditional language. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, people, people actually... If if actually if you look at it like we're trying to simplify the uh, the, the 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 tools that we have available to us in common language, yeah, mm-hmm. we you know even for like think about short form through texting, mm-hmm. where everything's like abbreviated to sort of or abstracted, so LOL. you can just ex- mm-hmm. <laughs> just communicate the very core exactly like uh, principles or whatever, mm. um, and the same with like memes that they they they, they house a more complex. Mm-hmm like message shared thought like um, memes literally target people who it's like one person made this meme up and they found something funny and they shared it and if it blows up it, it memes like are an indication of the shared thought of yeah. a collective group of people yeah you know what i mean like they find yeah. that funny if they yeah. relate to it it's like that's an indication if that meme blow blow it up it's like pay attention to that you know right. like that's 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 a survey man like a meme, if it blows up, can be like a survey. Can it, that can show you, like, okay, what do people laugh at around here? You know what I mean, what does that mean that blew up around you? Okay, this meme, everybody's liking this, everybody knows this meme. Look at the likes on this kind of thing. Okay, we can create media. We can we can kind of re- use this mm-hmm. as our foundation. You okay. know, yeah. I'm not saying to do that. That's a weak foundation to build something on a meme. I'm just saying, like, you know, use it as a as an indication in which direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like you know, so that's that's something too. See, that's interesting as well because memes can, I mean, they can be very incredibly varied, and they can break away from the classical mm-hmm. idea of what it means to tell a story, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very much so like anchored to the classical mythological realm of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You see it in modern day cinema, mm-hmm. where you know you can take a, a handful of, of of films and and then find a, a common denominator that takes you to like a classical hero story, for example. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you've just spent two hours watching mm-hmm. pretty much, this, you know, from a, all those things, the same sort of core principle, mm-hmm. uh, core story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas memes kind of like, instead of telling you a fully fledged story, mm-hmm. which has a, a, a start and end point mm-hmm. clearly defined, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they, it's like a, a motivation or like a, a little snapshot of something that you extends to something else maybe. Or do you think it is inca- encapsulate something? It's, it's like a familiar action and reaction. So, you know? like almost like a. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's and, a, and I get sense there's somewhat of a parody as well of that. Yeah. Perception. Like or or, or 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 almost like it's like a familiar situation. Right. Yeah. And then like how the masses react to it collectively. Right. And then yeah. And then and then the more we see people share this meme, the more we feel. Hmm. It's like. <laughs> It's like us sharing this meme or relating this meme shows us that there's others like us. This is trending. Other people find it's funny. Oh, it's an exp- it's like, a social experiment. It is. 
It you can is, throw out a meme that seems so strange and weird that then suddenly there's 15 people that have shared it and, and, and said, this is awesome. And then, and you realize, oh my God, wow. people are sharing a, 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 a kind of a, a share of thought, whether it be it's esoteric or mm -hmm. just weird. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, so I think honestly, man, like companies should like aim to figure out how can they make a meme. Mm. You know what I mean? How mm. can we make a meme each mm. as a company that affects our market collective that has that impact as well, right? Because like that's important. That shows you so much, yeah. you know? So like that's that's like like I don't know, man. Like there's there's a lot that people aren't paying attention to that can teach us so much. Yeah. And that they take for granted, right? Because if I walk into a business, I'm like, hey, I want to make a meme for you. Here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna make a few of them. We're gonna like test which, you know, which ones are getting like the most likes and shares and stuff like that. And when we hit that meme, that kind of just like blows up. We know we've done that right thing. And then you know, okay, this is the collective thought. This is like what this customer base finds funny or what they want to share to 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 mm -hmm. to encourage a, a cause or something like that. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you see that's 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 what the world we're moving into, I think, you know? I think yeah. that's like how market is going to like going to like change in the future. People are going to get like a whole lot more. Like, it's a double edged sword though as oh, well yeah. because it's yeah. like memes appeal to uh, you know short attention spans too. But that's the point. That's where we're going into short attention span world. You know, like, well we're already there. Over there right now, for sure. I think so. So just a bit. And they shouldn't be. Know? And and again, it's like searching for rewards too. Yeah. It's like aha, mm. I get it. I get the abstract. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. the, the, and that's the reward. That other person's thinking. And that's the reward. Yeah. Exactly. I can relate. You know, like, oh, you know, like, I can't yeah. That's, I don't know, it's that familiar feeling, right? I mean, I was going back to, like, like traditional stories and referencing them in, mm -hmm. in, like, modern cinema, I guess. I didn't give any exact examples, but, I mean, you can draw correlations from things like the Harry, Harry Potter films comparing to Lord of the Rings films, you know, mm -hmm. the strong... Uh, good and evil mm -hmm. uh, binary mm -hmm. uh, hero stories mm -hmm. with uh, actors. Uh, and when I, I say actors, I mean like archetypal um, personalities that mm -hmm. you can see in, in multiple different films, like the you know the the sage, the wise, the wizard, mm -hmm. uh, in in, Ga in Gandalf and, um, yeah. and Dumbledore, um, and the, uh, the 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 hero that goes through a number of different transitions on his path to uh, to change the state of play and come out on the other side all nice and neatly wrapped up mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. harry potter and mm -hmm. uh, aragorn um and those are just two examples i mean i mean and they are in the fantasy realm so they're very much tied to like the 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 the, the, the obvious idea that there's a, a classical story that's permeates through the ages mm -hmm. um but if that's not enough anymore and we know that's not enough because if you look at what happened with the game of thrones series you realize that people didn't want things wrapped up in a neat classical way because game of thrones was such a game of thrones it challenged it the norms so much already but why did you people... think it did that how did it did that what what were the mechanics available to the writer in this same J.R. Martin, that he he, what do you think he was thinking at that stage? I, as he as he challenged, as as he wrote, as he wrote scenes that he knew people would react like, like. What do you think he was just playing on the fact that we would be easily blindsided because we're expecting something a certain I, way, so we were surprised, and that's what garners the interest. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So we follow it along. Exactly, you know, and you can see that same concept in shows like Black Mirror and stuff too, right? That that are that are that are more about making people think, what if, or or, right. or, or, or you know, like these like. People are understanding yep. now, and and, and, and and it's interesting because this is what theater did, right? That's what right. theater did. Yes. Theater, the whole point of theater was making it's people. Interaction. It's, it's so no, of course, man. So so theater, the whole point of theater, that's what they did, right? Theater was originally created to kind of teach people and show people what could be, you know, or, or challenge them to think, 
You know, mm. it wasn't such an educational tool in the past where like today it's all about like comedy and laughing or seeing a love story. Mm. Mm. Like the other back in the day was more about like what's going on socially around <laughs> us. You see what I'm saying? And how can we use this artistic <laughs> tool to show people and challenge people. And so now you got people inside the film industry and different industries learning and being like, okay, like people want to be challenged now. And I mean, people don't want to see a good love story anymore. People want to see reality. People want to see something else. You know what I mean? That, that you know, like... You have people mm. now, man, like getting mm. involved with, 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 how can I even put this? Like you have more people getting involved with, uh, less developed cultures because they want more authentic experiences. You know what I mean? Like people are, are falling out of that whole mainstream thing now and more shows are coming out that are like literally challenging people's psychology. It's like, it's like, it's like pushing them to like think more. And I think that's the direction that we, we want to move in. Right. Cause we're living in a right. world where so much is like pushed on us that we need now to like challenge people and show them how it is or, right. or what could be, you know, and, 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 and. So I guess if you are asking the question, what if through mm. this, these mechanisms, like theater showed what is, what is, mm. or what could be if we don't change, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. But also, and then throw, throw, throw in sort of ideas or, or concepts that, uh, that don't fit into the traditional, I, I guess into a very tight, easy mm. remit, one that's been Challenged. established. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then that, does that make, by the aspect of you thinking about potential outside of yourself, doesn't that have to, has to feed back into then start thinking about what you think about the world and how you perceive yourself. So you're mm -hmm. learning something through that sort of mm -hmm. cycle. Mm -hmm. And in, maybe that's important for, you know, development of, of your own individual, your own person. Mm -hmm. I, I would say in that cycle of development of your person though, like whether you, okay, this is a book I read called like the ethical imperative, right? And mm -hmm. whether, whether you're putting your own thoughts to like an ethic check or you have somebody else you can talk to, or, you know, maybe like, you know, I'm a man of faith. So I put my, I put my own thoughts to like my, my spirituality, right? There are certain things I just don't want to do because it doesn't line up with my faith. Right. And so I have this filter and it goes like, you know, um, Luke, I want to do something. I'm excited. I decided to do it, but does Luke want to do it? Right. And I have my own morals. So I say yes or no to that. Right. Then it moves on. You know, then I, I think, okay, now, but does this even allow me, you know, like, this, does this um, mm. work with my spirituality? Like, am I contradicting God? Am I, am I, you know, like, spitting in his face kind of, you know, when I make this choice? Okay, this is a pass. I move forward, mm. you know? And then I I, pro I normally get to a point where I, like, ask friends for their opinions and stuff like that. And I share it, you know, and I put some deep thought into watch a lot of videos, research. That's another shift for me. Boom. And then I have the confidence. Okay, let's do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. I'm not somebody mm -hmm. who just, like, does stuff. Like, you know, like I, 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 my faith restrains me from doing certain things and I wouldn't host an event, for example, that, that promoted, um, sex in any kind of way, like, like, like adamantly, you know, like I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't sell booze proudly. Like, you know what I mean? I'd be like drink responsibly kind of thing. But, but there are certain things that I can do because I, because of my ethics and filters I've kind of placed on myself or that, that, that my own upbringing is kind of placed on me. I accepted them because I want to be that way. Right. Um, no, but you, 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 you need those things as humans. You know, if you, if you just do stuff and you're not, if you, if you have no ethical imperative of your own, that like where you challenge yourself, mm -hmm. I feel like you're likely to put stuff into the world that, 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 that normally fall apart. Let me just put it that way. Right. Okay. That, that doesn't last as long as you don't, you don't have that, that research, that background. You didn't talk about your event. You didn't, you know, sit down and meditate about it. And that leads to something not being as sincere it doesn't come from, from a place as, and people feel that, you know, when something comes from a place that's really close to you, you know, when you've actually like mm -hmm. considered something, like put a lot of thought into it and that gives you peace as well, right? In what you're doing. And I think that's, that helps a lot in, 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 in this world. And I, I, I hope that people would, would, you know, a lot of people are doing it. I think they're not even aware, mm -hmm. but I, I do hope that we can move into where people are like aware of like this thing, like 
let me put, let me hold myself accountable for my thoughts, for how I think, for the words I'm putting into the world. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are the things in my life? Who are the people in my life? What are the teachings that I know that can filter out mm. anything that can mm. bring harm to what I'm offering to society? Mm. You know, it's interesting the way you frame it because uh, <laughs> you 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 admit that you are a, a man of faith. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that you've you have you? And I think you were sort of like getting to that earlier that you have a you hire I'd have a predefined structure uh, but then you evaluate different scenarios as they come to your perception mm-hmm. over time whether that's through uh, you know communication with others there's another viewpoint perception that you then to start to integrate into this system that you have structured around you mm-hmm. um, now and the metaphor would be like if you imagine like a um a jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. you you start off with nothing it's just like a blank slate yeah but you're inevitably building something that already existed mm-hmm. and just making it making it obvious to mm-hmm. to everyone else mm-hmm. um whereas this idea that you're you you already have defined a structure of belief so your faith mm-hmm. you start off with like the the frame of the puzzle mm-hmm. and then you put bits in mm-hmm. over time but they have to fit. but then but they some have pieces, to fit, yes. Some pieces won't. And exactly. there's going to be, and that's, that's right. But instead of just having the jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. that um, with everything in the box, exactly. That it's actually all boxes of jigsaw, jigsaw puzzles that mm-hmm. have ever been made. Mm-hmm. And you've got to find <laughs> the bits that fit into that sort exactly. of predefined structure. Well, now, what does that create as well, right? That also creates individualism, doesn't it? Because now I'm creating something. Now mm. I'm going about finding those pieces on my own. I'm not relying on a pre-designed piece. You know, I'm not. I'm not a template. I'm not doing something based on how it was already done before. You know, just in me challenging myself, I'm That's forced good, yeah. to move into a place of uniqueness, you know, because mm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So that's, 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 that's the interesting part about that for me as well, right? It's like, you don't do things naturally. You don't do things the way the world has done them because you're not doing it as yeah. the world. Period. That's why, right? So it's like it's a matter of scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So that's 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 my th- that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. You know. So and I believe that those pieces show themselves. You know, I mean, you meet people, you you talk to people, and you you just it just works, man. You know, it, it takes a bit more time. We talk about this too, right? Like, I think that you have to transition into it. You know, like, and it'll, it'll take time to find those pieces, man, because because mm. mm. you need those experiences. You know, you, it you does, need but it's in a matter of scale as well, isn't it? Yeah. So the 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 amount of pieces available are as only uh, as large as what, that you're willing and this is the the paradox the irony of it is that that you're willing to believe exist mm-hmm. yeah mm. so you could formulate this jigsaw puzzle frame and then say that well i've only got two other boxes where mm. there are other jigsaw puzzles where i can ke- take my bits from exactly so rather like- than infinite infinite yeah. amounts or like exactly but that's how you need to think people don't think in abundance right like like as human beings normally we think in like the scarcity mindset like you know we don't have enough we you know it's not going to work that way it's like nah man this didn't work out you can do it this way it's like our ideas like everybody's ideas in the world man like it's, it's scalable you know mm, you can make it as yeah. big and as small as possible it all depends on like the capacity the capacity of like these pieces that you're interacting with mm. you know it's like i can have a business plan right and i can present it to or no, you know what? Let me do something else. I can have a, an online type of, for example, Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. Airbnb could have just been Charlottetown based, right? And it could have been that way forever. 
but it was designed with the capacity to grow, right? Mm -hmm. he, 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 or whoever owns the company, they, they can grow. And now Airbnb is more likely you can take from Charlottetown to Moncton to Toronto to the Bahamas. You know what I mean? And, yes. and it, it has no yeah. limit. It's scalable. Yeah. You can grow it. And I think people need to be aware of like, what's the capacity for your idea for your idea scalability you know what i mean like who are the other people in the world that could benefit from your idea it's well like, do you know it does have limits and this is the interesting thing about yeah. how it runs in a, a modern age is that mm -hmm. uh, these these ventures airbnb seemed like virtuous like utility for everyone yeah uh, it wasn't until it reached the threshold where it really started to impact social mm -hmm. issue like the, 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 the like social localizations like in in pi for example mm -hmm. The fact that short-term rentals are facilitated by Airbnb is displacing those who are generally trying to 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 live and work in a downtown area on frugal means, and, it, and then they that that position is undermined. You know, but the, but the, my point being is that mm -hmm. we only start to question the mm -hmm. the philosophies of a, a a system like this until it's already become a. a and in a structure that's very difficult to dismantle. Mm -hmm. Airbnb is not going to go away because of those issues, mm -hmm. but that's something that we didn't preconceive beforehand mm -hmm. and understand the potential of it mm -hmm. as it was um, as it was being birthed. As it was becoming, we were we were so biased towards the positive mm -hmm. impact. Oh, and yeah. look what's happening at the moment. Hundred percent. Airbnb is like they 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 like they capitalize on like on the economy they're in, though, right? So mm -hmm. like. Airbnb wouldn't work in the Bahamas, for example. You know mm. what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, I mean, it would work, but but it wouldn't be as, as abundant, you right? Know? Like, and that's because, first of all, like in the economy in the Bahamas, nobody from the Bahamas is gonna go around like paying money to rent somebody else's home, right? So it's like these businesses actually like they're, ah oh, man, I want to say that, but anyway, they're like viruses, right? They need hosts, mm. so like these businesses mm. like they need an economy to mm -hmm. thrive off. Well, it kind of is like a virus, right? Because it's like it's taking mm. the money from the economy and stuff like that. But wow, that's such an idea. <laughs> Isn't that something? Some businesses can be viruses, dread. You know what I mean? Like some businesses that don't contribute as much as they're taking back, wouldn't that technically make it a virus? Like, think about it, right? You're existing in right. an economy, right? And you're you're a part of it. If this was like a living being, I remember talking about relationships and stuff. If you if you were like a living being or like a body, and your business was contributing to like a certain aspect of this economy, both like financially and the social aspect and different stuff like that, and you were like harvesting, but you were taking more than you were giving back, then technically you're a virus. Technically, like economically the balance is off scale mm -hmm. you know and i love looking at life like economics too right it's like with everything we do and mm -hmm. if people think something like airbnb could have been successful with no harm they're crazy you know i tell people all the time man it's like everything is like like economics so you, know? you take a position to start off with if you you apply the the uh, the, the the metaphor of viral uh, it, it being virus mm -hmm. uh, being a virus that mm -hmm. any sort of new birth is of in, yeah. in, in the economy mm -hmm. in the way either has the potential of virus or it is a virus, you believe that it is yeah. a virus, then you start to say, okay, now let's look at the implications. Let's look 10 years down the line at what exactly. this means. And, exactly. Or what are the, 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 the logic, the, the, the reasonable uh, offshoots of mm -hmm. how this could develop over time. Because mm -hmm. then, then at least at that point, you have an ability to to change in a direction yeah. you think is more ethical, for example. Exactly. More like conducive to social... Uh, we, we, we talked Social about this change. before. What if there was like an ethics board, right? For businesses. And we talked about like how there should be like philosophy students inside businesses yes. and stuff like that as well, right? And that's huge to me. Yes. That's something I really believe in. And it's like, how could we introduce that? It's like, okay, Airbnb, big business. We see the capacity for it. This is an online platform. Your intention is to like do this in like in multiple countries, different yep. economies. 
what are the negative effects? And I'm, they probably do talk, talk about this, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, how do you make this a more mainstream um, school of thought? Yeah. Make, make it like, when I say school of thought, I don't mean like a complete school of thought. I just mean like this one thing. It's like, yeah. how can we put businesses or hold them more accountable? Like, how can we like put like this, this ethical imperative, man? It's like, you need to check and make sure that the implications of your business 10, 10, 10 years down the road isn't going to affect right. people yeah. negatively. Airbnb is something that's really affecting people, man. It's like the housing crisis, people are finding homes and because mm. you think I was reading this book man it's called the book is called The Town Called Potential and uh, the people in the town adopted this dragon I don't know why people adopted a dragon <laughs> it was even from there and the dragon was called Mediocrity right and so this whole book they see talked about how different characters they basically embodied characters I mean uh, not, not characters but they embodied human states mm. with characters so like Mediocrity was a dragon you know what I mean Potential was a person that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh this dragon mediocre people let in the town they started feeding him giving him like you know food he got bigger and bigger over time and as he got bigger and bigger it basically represented mediocrity growing bigger and bigger in the town amongst the people and they would in the book they would say basically they got to a point where mediocre the dragon would end up like eating people overnight like at nighttime people would actually start disappearing because the dragon would eat them you know and so mediocrity was basically infecting the town people became less and less aware of their potential in a <laughs> town called potential and so it's really really cool right <laughs> and uh that's amazing yeah. i know it's a really cool book man it blew my mind i read it in one day when i got it and that it, that in itself that book the reading of that book opened my mind up like a different way of thinking man it showed me like how people were like how they fall into like a more secondary level of themselves you know what i mean like yeah. they you know for real yeah. it's like we we give up even like our full names in the society we live in just for the lack of formality you know what mm-hmm. i mean that we, we won't have to face right? it's like we we yeah we are simplifying ourselves in innovation when we should be mm. like maximizing ourselves with innovation because the only thing that's going to make us unique in the world we're moving into is like our individuality and people need to see that right they, they need to snap out of that mindset of like you know that quick thing and realize okay the more i invest into myself the more i know who i am the more valuable i become mm. to society itself. knowing yourself better exactly knowing self you know fluidly, yeah. exactly people don't put the time into it anymore you know and um that's something in itself i, w- I want to come back to us talking about like economics right like and just talk about relationships like because it ties into what i'm going to tell you right now too but like for example when i was talking about like like uh, reflecting things that people do like like in relationships like if i was with a girl right hmm. and i was giving her all my attention but she wasn't giving me any right uh economics talk about supply and demand hmm. for example right if i'm supplying too much to her and she's not demanding it even mm-hmm. then she has too much right and what's going to happen in the market or in her heart is my value is going to go down to her because like there's too much supply there's mm-hmm. too much supply and there's not enough of what i'm giving her in demand and so how do you create demand right you create demand by showing them that that other people are interested in you you create demand by showing them that you're not there all the time right mm-hmm. so you show mm-hmm. yourself as not being as expensive right or expendable right you're not as expendable you're not infinite mm-hmm. and so by reducing how much you are you create a need in the market and so it's like i tell people all the time and you could like I take business and I, I, I reflect it to life. I take a plant growing, I, I can reflect it to life. I can see life in everything, you know? Mm-hmm. But I really like the economy model because it shows you how you how how giving of yourself sometimes isn't always good, right? Like you need to actually reserve some of who you are right. in, in some situations, I think, right? Because then that creates the need you need to deliver what you actually wanted to, you know? Um, just a thought, right? So you're applying the principles of growth to the individual. Yeah, exactly, um, in economics and the, and this given back mm-hmm. uh this feedback it's real that uh yeah that may be difficult to envisage or perceive if you are um 
Well, no, actually, no. I mean, from your position, it sounds like you, you, you as a personality, hmm. you have a tendency to put more out than you get back. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, do you think that's that that's a common theme with with people in general, or it's, it's something that is more um, not like exclusive to you? Because obviously, not exclusive to you. Of course, it's is, is less is more of a rarity. Because if it is, if it is a, a mm -hmm. more of a rarity, understand that principle and apply mm -hmm. it to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, allows you to then be more strategic. Yeah. For one, it allows of you course, to navigate. Yeah like society in a way that you realize there is a give and take there's a, there's a cycle that i have elements of control over so yes. i'm enacting this idea of of free will mm -hmm. in the sense that i understand there's a deterministic sort of force out there mm -hmm. the deterministic force when in this analogy is that um uh supply and demand if you give too much supply then your position is undervalued. Become a non-entity in a sense, and, un mm -hmm. and, and 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 not respected as being mm -hmm. an equilibrium, mm -hmm. being part of that deterministic equilibrium. Yeah. But if you understand the terms of the game, the mm -hmm. terms of that equilibrium, then you know when to give. You know, you what, know when best to give. Like puzzle pieces to put into this and you know <laughs> situation when best to give you maximum. If you if you have if you have an understanding of that, then you know that you offering help last week when somebody asked for something yeah wasn't the opportune time yeah but waiting a week and letting them realize that you were the one to count on and yeah. then i giving them the help is the opportune time right because last week maybe it would have went underappreciated you would have supplied it but the need wasn't realized to the extent that it should have been yet right and now it's underappreciated yes but now you ask a week later instead and the need is realized